The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. I love mixing it up by betting against the spread, taking the over on Giannis's points every chance I get, and more exclusive bets like the two by three, two threes scored in the first three minutes. Plus FanDuel even lets you combine bets like those for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash blue wire. That's fanduel.com slash blue wire to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Virginia. You know, never outsource your power to other people. Never give your power away to other people. Being powerful is a practice. You aren't just powerful overnight. Your thoughts, your actions, what you do every day is the practice of becoming powerful and never give that away to other people. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown, and today... We are going to switch things up. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, So we talk obviously a ton every single episode about mindset. And so this is very much a mindset focused episode still, Um, but it's about getting in tune and getting in touch with your intuition, that voice that lives within you. Um, And so today's guest might describe that voice within you as your angels. And so we have Taylor Page on today. She is at angels underscore and underscore amethyst on Instagram. And Taylor Page is a intuitive angel reader who has psychic gifts. Um, And so she's been using these gifts to do readings for people. um, And she calls herself a spiritual chiropractor who helps you get realigned with your angels and back on the path to best serve your highest good. So I want you to stick with me. Um, It's a topic that is maybe a little bit more out there for some people, but uh, there is intuition that lives within each and every one of us. And so this episode, um, is finding you today, maybe perhaps because if you tapped into your intuition, just a little bit more, you might feel so much more in alignment, uh, with the things that are meant for you and also have the, the understanding of what's not meant for you. So in this episode, 
we talk about angels, angel readings. We talk about birth charts. We also talk about uh, romantic partners, romantic relationships, how to attract um, romantic partners. And uh, I think it's, it's a good one. I think it's a really good one. So we're going to jump all the way into it now. And I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am super pumped, super excited. I have Taylor Page on the podcast today. Uh, she is at angels underscore and underscore amethyst, and she is an intuitive angel reader. So this is going to be a super, super fun uh, episode. And I'm so excited to have you on and to to talk about all things intuition, manifestation, um, our angels, angel numbers, all of the stuff and all of the things in the universe. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I always put it out there that that's my only Instagram account. I'll never DM you. There's lots of fake accounts pretending to be me and other readers. So in every podcast, I had to try to say that. Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess, what is it? You always have haters or followers if you're doing copycats, if you're doing something right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's start with like your, your kind of journey to getting to where you are today. And, you know, when in your life did you realize that you kind of had this intuitive, um, spirit about you where you could read people's energies and read people, uh, in the way that you do? Yeah. So from a really early age, I was very much psychically awake. And I think that that's common for most children, if not all children, if they're not consciously aware with like imaginary friends. And I mean, imagination and intuition are same different shades of the same color palette. And so when I was younger, I was very much seeing things and knowing things but it was very scary to me because even though I grew up with a spiritual mom who was an astrologer, I didn't have the language when I was younger to articulate what my experience was. And so I internalized it in a really fearful way, even though I'm sure if I spoke with my mom, it would have been fine. But just as a kid, sometimes you don't have that those communication skills to articulate that. And so because I was so scared and I was attracting lower vibrational entities to me because I was scared. When we're scared, we can attract things that feed off of our fear. But when we are in power, we can connect with our angels, with benevolent guides, with other forms of really beautiful guidance and energy around us. So I was just very disempowered. I was scared. And so because of that, I was getting scary messages. I was seeing when people are going to die. And when bad things were going to happen, I just completely closed off to it. That led to me basically putting a spiritual blindfold over myself because I didn't want to see anything outside of the regular five senses. And from that place, I was sick. I was in an abusive relationship. I was following the wrong career path. I hit a rock bottom in my life. And it was really at 25 was like the rock bottom moment that I kind of woke up this pre-Saturn return energy. And from there, I started working with angels because they're a form of pure love. And I realized that by 
blocking out everything that was so scary to me. I was also blocking out everything that was beautiful and amazing and benevolent and truly connection to the divine as our birthright. So I was cutting off this very important limb of my existence. And so I started working with angels and angels are truly the most beautiful, wonderful sense of energy to work with. They are pure love. There's nothing scary about them. And so that's obviously what attracted me to them in the beginning. And from there, friends started asking me for readings and then friends of friends and then friends of friends of friends. And for one whole year, I was like, you know what? Whoever wants a reading, I'll do it for free. Send your friends to me, send your people. I was only doing referral based because I was doing it out of my home. So ton, I met a lot of people that year and I sat with a lot of people and then it just kind of spiraled into what it is today. And it's been so fun. I love that. Just kind of following your intuition that led you to, you know, this career path. And uh, it's like a natural born gift that you have that now can be your career, which is like, I mean, like winning the jackpot. That's what we all want, right? The get the gifts that we have and the passions that we have to, you know, turn into something that we can also simultaneously make money off of and make a living off of. So that's amazing. So when you say, um, you know, you connected with angels and your angels, do we all have angels? Are they, you know, like a spirit of, of love of a loved one who's passed or who are these angels and how do we know who ours are and how do we connect with them? Slash last question. Do we have more than one? Yeah. So this is a great question and it's a super common question that I get. Um, there's as many definitions for the word angels as there are people talking about angels. And so angels as a word can be very subjective in what people mean. When I'm talking about angels, I mean our angelic guides, which are basically a a form of spirit guide that are angelic energy. And they are attuned to the vibration of our higher self. So we are closest to them when we are in our joy, our authenticity. That is how we are closest to receiving their message. When we're in our power, when we are embodying our highest self, that is where they are helping to guide us. Um, So yes, every single person has angels. Um, I remember some people were like scared to sit with me and they're like, I don't think I have angels. And it's like, no, no, no. Your angels are always with you, but sometimes you are not making the free will choice to be with them, but they are always with you. And so, um, yeah, the difference between angels and past loved ones is that angels have never been human before. They are a different type of energy entirely from the angelic realm, different than the human realm. When I feel into the energy of past loved ones, they're very earthy. Their energy is a little colder. It's a little bit more intense in the way it vibrates. When I feel into angels, it's like warm and loving. And it's the feeling of you want to cry because you feel this unconditional love. And so they are two very different, distinct types of energy. When it comes to who our angels are, that is a really common question as well. And it's less important the who as to the why and the what. But the who is a very human uh, need to know who are my angels. But Angels are not restricted by physical form like humans are. They don't have an age or a name or a color or a shape. They're this ineffable force of good and love that, again, is uniquely attuned to our higher self. So they will take a name or a shape or a form to help us better understand them. But truly, your angels are more of a 
form of energy. Like I remember one time I was walking and there were, there was this honeysuckle bush with thousands of blooms. And I asked my angels, how many of you are there around me? And they were like more than the honeysuckles on this bush. So it's hard for our human brains to conceptualize this concept. And we try to project and personify and anthropomorphize human consciousness onto the divine, but it's a bigger concept than we can fully understand how supported we are. Okay. I love that. So in order to feel connected to our angels, you know, we can talk to them or ask for guidance. Um, or for me, I feel like what I'm gathering from what you're saying is just opening ourselves up to feeling their presence and trusting that they're there and that their sole purpose is to guide us. Yeah. So the very main principle of angelic connection is the concept of free will. So that's why some people feel really disconnected from their angels because they might not be conscious that they have to invite their angels in or act with free will to co-create with the angelic realm. So angels are never going to impose. They're never going to force because anything outside of free will is not in conjunction with unconditional love, which is what they have. They love us so much that they want us to explore and do what we need to do. So the very first thing to do with connect your connecting with your angels is invite them in out loud because that's already having the free will effect of saying, angels, you're welcome here. Please guide me and help me connect on my highest possible timeline today. I like to invite my angels in every single morning, even though it's repetitive because I talk with them throughout the day and then I talk with other people's angels, but I still, it's just almost this ritual of inviting them in every day that invites a deeper level of consciousness. Um, so yeah, that's the really important part. And then ask for a sign. You can ask your angels for a specific sign. You can attach meanings to the signs. You don't have to be a passive bystander in this relationship with your angels. You can also send information to them or create sacred space for them. And so just like any other relationship, it takes time, it takes trust, it takes learning, but it's the rewards are so, so beautiful. Okay, cool. That's so, it, I'm just fascinated. Um, I mean, I've heard, certainly heard of this before, but um, it's just, I always say with this podcast, I think everything happens for a reason. And I think, you know, yeah. you showed up in my life today for this, for whatever reason that I'm meant to take from this episode. And, and, and likewise for anyone who is listening out there um, that it's happening for a reason that I don't think anybody stumbles across anything really on accident. So yeah. how does connecting with our angels kind of, is it, is there, cause you also do birth chart readings and, and ast astrological readings. Are they connected? Mm -hmm. Um, and can you just talk a little bit more about all of that? Yeah. I mean, everything is connected. And I think that it's, it's no accident that we're in this moment of mass awakening as a society, as a global community, and people are ascending, they're waking up, they're having spiritual rememberings at a higher rate. And so like you were saying, everything happens for a reason that I'm on this podcast today. Maybe people are hearing about their angels who wouldn't have previously known to look for this information and it's all connected. And so with astrology, it's just a different language of the universe, whereas our angels are speaking a language to us, the stars are speaking a language. And there's so many different types of spiritual and psychic information. And it just depends 
what language resonates most with you. It's almost like different radio stations. It's like, do you like pop music? Do you like rap? Do you like country? Like, what do you like? And so for me, astrology is this really powerful tool. And there's this thing in the witchcraft world called the hermetic principle of correspondences. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's as above, so below, as within, so without. So everything that's happening in the sky is reflected in the macro and the collective, but also in the micro. And so the angels are, there's angels of the collective and there's angels on the micro sense too. So it's just different languages, different sources of information, but the difference is astrology doesn't care what happens to humanity. (laughs) Astrology is just the stars. It's just information. It's forces of energy. It's showing us where we're growing, but astrology also has an element of free will where it's easy when you look at your birth chart to be like, well, for example, I'm a Scorpio. So I guess I'm mysterious and intense and possessive, but that's also egoic astrology because everything Mm. in astrology has a spectrum. So I could be a Scorpio and be the most chill, lighthearted, kind, easygoing person if I work on myself. And so that's the element of free will and astrology where we choose who we are, but it's informed by the stars. So there's so many parallels between angels and astrology, but I love doing readings that incorporate both. So fascinating. Um, And so you call yourself a spiritual chiropractor, which I like, I saw that on your (laughs) website. And so that's just helping people become more in alignment with their highest selves through, you know, awakening to their, their chart and the season that they're in, in their life. And then also, um, is it like our angels have certain energies or they read our energy or you read the energy of the person? Just Yeah. Sorry. So um, our angels do have a specific energy and they it's the energy of our highest possible expression. So if I am feeling into somebody's angels and I get this sensation of like the tropics and a lot of sunshine and like ocean water, it's like, okay, that is where you're meant to be. That's your highest expression. Like they are kind of paving the way of where we're at our highest vibration. For some people, their angels are very ancient and wise and studied and Mm. communicate through books and knowledge. It's like everybody's angels. One girl had her angels show up holding a clipboard and showed me everything organized, everything in alignment, everything like almost in this like high vibe OCD way that like really was an expression of her highest self. And she was laughing and said she actually had a clipboard and did that. Um, So there are, it's all different. It's not just, you know, sitting on a yoga mat with a smile on your face, like be true to what your authentic joy is. And that's what will bring you closest to your angels. And so when I'm doing a reading for someone, I'm feeling into your energy, I'm feeling into your angels energy. But the reason that I call myself a spiritual chiropractor is because my angels are not, I mean, my angels, my readings are not about predicting the future. They are about helping you get into alignment with your highest possible timeline in this moment. Because if you're out of alignment, but I tell you, okay, this is the future that's going to happen. It doesn't fix any of the core root issues from creating the same patterns that aren't working anymore. Right. Yeah. So it's like the more we know and Mm -hmm. we can kind of shift and define ourselves into more alignment. So are you, I mean... What's it like to be so in tuned as you are though? What is that like? Are you like at the grocery store and the person in front of you in line, like you can see their angels and like, 
is it like that? Or like, and also can you do it, you know, virtually like, do you, do you have angels like around me that you can catch energy from like through the screen? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So when you are someone who's highly sensitive and especially if you're a professional in the spiritual space, giving readings, it's really important to have strong energetic boundaries because before I was practiced, my life was like that. I was a waitress. And if one table was fighting, if one table was happy, if one table I was serving was drunk, I would feel drunk. If they were drunk, I would feel angry. If they were angry, I was picking up on everything from my tables. I was like, they're about to break up while they're having a birthday. Like some, like everything was intense. I'll, I'll never forget this day where I was at a Rite Aid and I was in line and I just felt the throat cancer of the person in front of me in line. Oh my I God. felt the throat cancer. And it was this older guy and he gets to the front of the line and he goes, oh, I have a pass. And I oh. will never forget that. And so there were so many times like, especially if you involve alcohol, I don't really drink much anymore, but like years ago I was in this bar and I had like, and by the way, I don't think it's ethical to like give messages to people that aren't asking for them. But at the time I was not practiced. This was maybe eight years ago. And I just remember telling this girl, like, it's not your fault. He cheated. He's a miserable person. She burst into tears. Like it's, exhausting being bombarded by messages. And so now I have a code with my angels that when my candle is lit, they're invited in. I'm here. I'm open. I'm 100% focused and present to give the messages to the people that come through today. But when this candle is not lit, I'm, I'm not just going to be a sounding board for the divine as I'm going through my life. I have to make conscious space in my day for messages and make conscious space in my day for being a human. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that has to be so important as you know, I'm a soul cycle instructor. So I think I, in a way I, I can, I can relate because there's a lot of heaviness that can go on. A lot of people are, you know, heal in that. I don't know if you've ever been to a class where there's a lot of healing going on. There can be mm-hmm. a lot of emotional releases that go on. Um, mm-hmm. you know, people coming up after class and being like, you know, you got me through this. And I think, you know, or you said this one thing and I, and then they just tell me, you know, unload their entire life stories a lot of times. And so it can feel like a lot. And then you go home and then you're mm-hmm. like, I've got all of this and I just like, it becomes, it's, it's a lot. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I understand I had to learn boundaries myself in that way. And it makes a lot of sense because we, we store so much emotion in the physical body. So it makes sense that as people are like cycling and working out, like stuff is going to come up that when they're in such tight control of themselves through their day, wouldn't come through. But I also wanted to go back to your question about if I can do readings virtually. Um, mm-hmm. cause I thought that was a really good question and it's something that people ask me a lot. And so, um, Time and space in a physical body is really different. Like we aren't living quantumly in a 3D body. We are living very much in regards to our senses and our surroundings. But time and space is so much looser and all at once and quantum than our brains can understand. So I can, I've read for people in every single um, continent except Antarctica. (laughs) Uh, So if anyone's from Antarctica, hit me up because I really want (laughs) to get all my Sagittarius placements want to get every place. But um, it's me. So 
Oh my gosh. I'm like a Sag moon, Venus, Mercury, and black moon love. So I have a lot of Sagittarius. <laughs> I don't know everything about the, all of it, but I know that I'm also, I'm a double Sag. I know I have two a rising or something as Sag well. Rising and, yes. and sun. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I can definitely do readings virtually. It's actually the only way that I read at this point, unless I'm doing a private event in person, but, um, yeah, so, so the restrictions of time and space are not as limiting as our human minds would have to believe. I mean, I have read for people all the way in the middle East, so there's connection everywhere. I love it. Um, and so speaking of connection now, we'll, we'll kind of shift gears a little bit. Um, you, cause you kind of work with people, uh, and finding their alignment when they're looking for love in their lives as well and opening that up. So I'd love to talk yeah. a little bit about that and dive into that. Yeah. So this is something that's so close to my heart because it, love and romantic relationships is something I've struggled with in my life. Um, a lot of shadows, a lot of scarcity consciousness, a lot of attracting really awful patterns of behavior to myself. I was in an abusive relationship, abusive in every way for four and a half years. And it completely was the lowest point in my life. And from there, when I hit that rock bottom moment at the age of 25, when I finally ended that relationship, when it got to a point that it just like could no longer exist. I had to get away from him and be at a hotel at three in the morning. I was looking at myself in the mirror and I promised myself never again. And from there, I was basically on a journey of healing, self-love and really practicing conscious dating. And I was single for three and a half years after that. And then I give myself a reading on my birthday every year. And in 2020, you know, on my birthday, my angels were like this next year, your soulmate potential is around you, like put yourself out there. And I met my husband. And so now it is such an important part of my message. And what I want to do in this life is to give other, especially women or people with female dominant energy, the toolbox that they need to really attract a soulmate romantic connection of the highest good and integrity to them in the most empowered, conscious and loving way possible so that they don't have to go through what I went through. Yeah. I mean, I, I can relate. I mean, I went through a pretty awful relationship that also lasted around four years that Mm -hmm. I kept thinking there was something wrong with me. And, you know, it Mm -hmm. took me a lot of healing and a lot of time and a lot of growth post that relationship to realize that it was definitely, you know, emotionally abusive. Um, Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking there was things wrong with me. Uh, but I kind of did a lot of work and read a lot and spent almost four years single Mm -hmm. post that relationship, same exact story. Um, Mm -hmm. so it, it takes, it takes some time to get to know yourself, uh, to prepare yourself to be ready for for love and for a partner and to open yourself up. And I think a lot of people try to rush into it so much because they just feel like they're lacking if they don't have someone and there's something wrong with them. But I think there's just a lot of, if if it's not working and the same patterns keep showing up and the same things, it means that there's something we haven't healed through or grown through. Um, and that's why the keep the same things, I think, continue to show up over and over. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, if you didn't 
fully believe with your heart and soul that something was wrong with you, then that partner wouldn't have stuck for four years. So, I mean, I relate because I was in the same exact, everything was always my fault. Everything was always my shortcoming. Everything was always wrong with me. So I feel like every single woman I've spoken to has a story like this, has a nightmare relationship, has a situation like this. And that's why I actually created a workshop that I'm doing in September. That's all about connecting with your angels to navigate the dating world in the highest possible form of power, consciousness, and love to just make it an empowering experience. It's not even about the end goal of meeting a soulmate because it's so easy to glorify that. But I do readings every single day for people who want a divorce, who aren't happy. A relationship is not the end goal. Being in our full power and living a life of love is in the end goal. And that's going to give you the highest possible vibrational chance of attracting a partner that is on that level with you. And that's the truest thing I have ever heard because people oftentimes, I feel like in relationships, they'll say, as soon as you stop looking, you know, they'll find you. And I remember thinking to myself, that was like the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my whole <laughs> life. I, it would drive me insane when people say, would say that to me and there's some truth to it, but not in the way that society puts it out there. Like when you yeah. stop looking, they'll find you. That's, it doesn't mean stop going on dates. It doesn't mean stop going on dating apps. It doesn't mean give up. Right. It means yeah. like, yeah. I think it means you, you, because for me, like before I found my partner, like I arrived at this place where I was like, oh, I'm actually, I'm good. I'm okay. And I'm going to be okay. And exactly. there was this, this energy, I think about me where all of a sudden I started showing up differently where I was like, okay, I'll go on a date. And if it turns into something great, then cool. And if it doesn't, then okay, that's fine too. But I've had that energy going into a lot of dates, but there's a difference between telling yourself that and believing yeah. that. And yeah arriving at that form of yourself, that, that level of consciousness where you're like, okay, I guess for me, I guess it was, you know, I call it universe, but you know, for me, you know, it was like, you know, well, in speaking in, in, in your language, I think it's cause I think it's sort of, as I, as I gather the same thing, but you know, it's like your angels have your back. The universe has your back. Like you, yeah. you'll be okay. And you're going to be cared for and everything that's supposed to come to you will arrive and it will show up just on time. And there's mm -hmm. just like, there's no sense of urgency in this life. There really isn't. And we, we yeah. pretend and the society makes us feel like there is like you have to do this by a certain age or that by a certain time. And it's just not the case. 100%. And so I think like going back to what you were saying about how frustrating it is to hear when you stop looking, it will come. It's interesting because a lot of these well-meaning phrases that people say have a grain of truth, but it's kind of missing the mark. And it's kind of yeah. outdated from this patriarchal like standpoint. It's just not modern anymore to be like saying these things. And so I think what they mean when they say that is that if you're in the desperate, if you're in the energy of desperation or searching or needing, that's mm -hmm. not an energetic match to the vibration of love because it's closer to the vibration of fear. So like, right. you know, in, in love life and dating, it's so easy to distill it down. Am I acting from fear? Am I texting this person? Because I feel like they won't text me if I text, if I don't text, but I don't genuinely want to text them. That's from fear. Am I texting this person? Am I double texting them because I'm so excited and I don't care what they think. So I'm just like, really want to talk with them. That's the energy of love. We can't mm -hmm. be so like judgmental, you know? And so ask yourself, 
if I was the energy of love, would I be attracted to me? And that can really help you see in your life, like where you're co-creating with fear and where love naturally will be elusive in that way. And so that's a part of it. And I mean, there's so much to say, there's so much to say about this, but I think that there's also this sentiment in the love life world where we are we're so like women in this day and age are so powerful. We're so strong. We go after what we want. But then for some reason, when it comes to love life, there's this sentiment of like, if it's meant to be, it will happen. Like this, like passiveness comes almost as if it's not as valid or special if you chase it or not chase it, but go after it or apply yourself to create it in the same way that we do the other things that we want in life. And so I feel like love and dating is like such a sensitive topic because relationships are a mirror to us. We're like, if I'm being rejected, if I'm not finding it, what does that say about me? I would rather just see what comes to me than really confront this. But I think that just like anything else we want in our life, it's okay to go out and work for it. Like the year I met my husband, I knew that my soulmate connection was around me that year. So I treated dating almost like a job. Like I wasn't emotionally connected. I wasn't going on this roller coaster after bad dates of like crying about never finding someone. But I was just kind of like, okay, next, next, next. Mm -hmm. Like I just put myself out there in this way that gave the universe and my angels momentum to work with. Yes. Because I, I was the same. I would go through, like, I would be crushed if something didn't work out, like totally crushed. Like for what, why? Like, it's so silly. Like, and it's just like, it is, it is like going, it's like a job interview. It is. And I always say this, um, with my life coaching clients and with my, you know, friends of mine who are single, like, I feel like my energy shift shifted in a way when I started going on dates and realizing that like, before who I was, I was coming from a place of desperation for so long, um, and urgency. And I feel like I would sit on the other side of, you know, the table from this person I was going out with. And I'd be like, do I look good enough? Am I funny enough? Am I this? Am I that enough? Am I, Oh, did I say the right things? Did I wear the right outfit? Did I, you know, all of these things that I would, that would run through my head on like, how do I make sure this person likes me is like, so that this can be the one, the one. And we always hang our hat on this, the one thing too, which I think is like (laughs) the worst thing ever. Um, but I'm like, I would do that. And then everything changed when I realized like, Oh no, no, no. Like I want to get to know you because I want to know if you're actually good enough for me. Like, and that's when everything shifted for me, when everything changed for me, because I realized that I was going on all of these dates and wondering, was I good enough for this person without realizing that I really needed to be asking the question the other way around? Are they good enough for me? Is this an energetic match for me? Is, does this person fit into my life? Um, because it's not just like, take what you can get, like take what's left out there. Like that's not the vibe. (laughs) No. And it's also not change yourself to fit into somebody else's version of what they need. I'd like to dispel this once and for all. We have more than one soulmate connection in this lifetime. It's such a, you know, it's in the collective conscious right now to talk about how marriage was kind of a patriarchal way of forcing women into domestic like servitude when we couldn't vote, we couldn't go to like meds, we couldn't go to certain educate, like everything was kind of blocked to us and we were in the role of a wife. And so I think that this also part of it is like, 
you have one chance at a soulmate connection. And if you mess it up or if it's not right, like, uh uh-oh. And so I think that's this part of this fear and scarcity consciousness around soulmate connections of like, I have to do everything I can to like fight to make this work. And I just want to say right now, there are multiple soulmate connections that are possible throughout lifetimes. Um, think, think big people there. It's, we're not meant to suffer in silence. We're not meant to feel trapped or stuck. Um, people have free will, so you can meet your soulmate and they could treat you like absolute shit. And you have to love yourself enough to leave. People have free will to grow. People have free will to not grow. And so it's not as linear of a path as sometimes we might think it is with love. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot to take in, you know, know because, you know, life and society makes you feel like you find your, your person and then you get married and then that's it. Yeah. And how many people feel trapped in that reality? Because that's the narrative and the shadow that they really believe, but you could find your person and they grow into a completely different person and you grow into a completely different person. And this isn't to say, don't work through your issues. This isn't to say leave if it gets tough, but this is to say, if you feel completely trapped and like you'll never find love again, because that's such a real shadow that keeps you in bad relationships. Like this is my person. And if I leave, I'll be alone for the rest of my life. Really examine that because it's fear talking and fear is the best liar in the world. Uh, Fear is the best liar in the world. That is the truth. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so many other things I feel like I can ask, um, just about angel readings and also, oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Um, do you believe in angel numbers? Absolutely. So angel numbers. Are I have really, one. Oh, really? What's your angel I, number? I need, I've never, no one's ever dissected it for me. I, I tried to look it up on the internet. It's not, <laughs> I don't think it's a common one. It comes, I've seen it, I think all of my life. So it's one, two, four, three. One, two, four, three. Interesting. You Constantly. know, when really when numbers like that come through, I'm almost wondering if it's numbers that have to do with like past life memories, like almost like significant dates in like a past life or things like that. Um, but when it comes to angel numbers, I'm not the one that can tell you what it means unless we're in a reading together, obviously. But for most people, when you are seeing these angel numbers, what is your subconscious attraction to them? What do the, what do the numbers one, two, four, and three mean to you? Cause it's interesting that three just, and four are switched. So normally it'd be one, two, three, four, but now it's one, two, four, three. So it's interesting, but also when you're seeing the same angel number over and over and just seeing the same things over and over, um, it's also just a sign that your angels are with you. They're like, Hey, there's glitches in the matrix. See these things that are just like popping up that don't, that aren't mundane, like look into this. And so if you're seeing every angel number over and over and you're like, what does this mean? All of these numbers. It's like, this means they're getting your attention. This means that you are surrounded. This means there's magic in the world and they want you to explore it deeper. That's what I tell myself whenever I, whenever I see it, which is often, um, I tell myself, it means that I'm in alignment. And then I also ask myself, okay, what was I doing in this moment when I saw that, saw that number and what was I thinking in that moment? And, and so I think to myself, okay, then whatever I was doing physically or whatever I was thinking mentally, then maybe it's some kind of sign that, 
you know, I should continue to explore that thing, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's the best thing to do. I always say like, create a log for yourself where you can see passively, like, what was I thinking? What was I doing? Or you can say, okay, angels, when you show me one, two, four, three, it means this is the definition. I am in alignment. So please only show me this number when I am in alignment and you can assign the meaning yourself. Um, if that's clearly a magical number that keeps coming through. So we don't always have to be passive bystanders. We can say like angels, when I see three, 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 it means I can't forget my creativity. I need to make time to create today. So please show me three, 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 when I need to get back into my creative flow. And then that's when you'll see three, three, three. So it's sometimes helpful sometimes when you're seeing these kind of obscure angel numbers that can't be defined, it's because they're waiting for you to put a definition on it. And they're showing you like, Hey, look at this possibility. We can send you this over and over again, like program this work with the Mm -hmm. energy. Yeah. I mean, I'm born in December, so that could be the 12th. I don't know. (laughs) Oh yeah. Interesting. No idea. No idea. And I don't just see it on the clock. I see it in all forms. One, two, Mm -hmm. four, three. Yeah. I love I that. That's yeah. really cool. Yep. That's, that's my, my spiritual guide being like, Hey girl, we see you, <laughs> you know, this is the energy. This is the vibe. You know, I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, like around that, I feel this kind of like funny trickster energy around your angels, almost as if they like to make you laugh or like show you these signs in ways that you just like have to laugh, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, I feel, I've always felt like super in tuned. I just, I don't know, with, um, just trusting what's around me. And, and, uh, so it's a, it's an interesting layer to add, um, with, you know, knowing that I'm always surrounded by angels and, you know, what they, that they're guiding me always. You know, you said something earlier, like you weren't sure if it was the universe or your angels and, working with angels, again, the free will component, you'll know it's your angels when you consciously invite them in. So there's so much different type of psychic information out there. And so for anyone wanting to work with your angels, set the intention to work with your angels and invite them in so that you know. And I also recommend creating energetic laws and containers around yourself. Like only angels are allowed in my auric field in this timeline and all others. Only beings of the highest good and intention and integrity are allowed in my auric field. And this is something that I go into in the Love Life Workshop as well as setting energetic laws around yourself so that prospective partners can't even survive in your auric field if they're not going to vibe at the same level as you. There's so much to say about it. <laughs> So much to say. Um, so anyone out there listening, make sure that you usher your angels in and welcome them to guide you. And to that, I say, what do you have to lose? 100%. Nothing to lose in trying that out and seeing how it works for you. And so it's a little, maybe a little woo woo or rah, rah, or whatever you want to call it for some, you know, listeners out there. But I, I think that's Really? Oh, and now I see it sometimes too. I looked, I just looked up and it's two, four, three. I'll see like <laughs> a, 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 I don't know, like a, I don't know. I always think that means something too. Anyway, um, so like, I wanted to, to say, sorry to interrupt, but I want oh, to say ahead. to those listeners who feel like it's woo woo, which is woo woo to me is a word that embodies the shadow that we have around our inherent gifts and like connection to the divine. But 
look at that photo from that new telescope that saw galaxies and galaxies and galaxies, millions of galaxies. Do you really think you have everything figured out? Do you really think that this mundane existence of like paying taxes and like driving on the right side of the road and doing everything that we love to feel in control as humans, but there's so much magic, so much more than meets the eye. And in the next like few decades, science is going to start catching up with what spiritual people have been saying for a long time. And there's so much more out there than we can understand, but don't block yourself from your own magic and your own birthright of connection from this kind of puritanical rooted place that you have to go to a church to do all the same things. Right. And I think for me, I think the easiest gateway to that, um, and I feel like you would agree is your gut instinct when you meet mm-hmm. someone, the way that you feel about them or like the way you, you know, maybe you're, you feel like afraid or uneasy around someone or strange around someone. Like it's your gut instinct. We all have a gut instinct. And so mm-hmm. I think the more, you know, spiritually connected we become or the more open we are to what's around us, it's just connecting to that inexplainable feeling that you sometimes get where you're just like being guided in a certain direction or whatever, or what have you. Um, it's that it's just expanding upon that feeling. I think anyway, I so agree. And I always say our bodies are our biggest divining tool. Our angels, our guides, they speak through our body. So 100%, every single person can walk into a room and be like, this vibe feels weird, or I feel icky. It's like, we get these messages all the time. And that is already psychic ability. And so our bodies are constantly communicating to us. Like, do you feel butterflies? Do you feel excited around someone? Do you feel light? Or do you feel heavy? Do you feel pressure on your chest? Do you feel like you need rest, like listen to all of those things. And also a really easy tip for the listeners who I, I always recommend this to people who are new in this space. If you want to work with your angels, ask them angels, what does a yes feel like in my body? And what does a no feel like in your body? And you can navigate your whole day with that, just that alone. Yeah, I do that too. Cause there's the yes is a very light, airy feeling for me mm-hmm. and the no it's immediately heavy and unwanted and like, uh, it feels a little ick and you're like, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So one last question for you and I end every interview this way. So what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Mm-hmm. The best piece of advice I would give my younger self, you know, my younger self was very bullied, was very sad, was in a very dark place. So it's a really like kind of sentimental question. You know, my younger self needed so much love and needed so much. So I'm like, what's the one thing I could have said to her? And I guess it's, you know, never outsource your power to other people. Never give your power away to other people. Being powerful is a practice. You aren't just powerful overnight. Your thoughts, your actions, what you do every day is the practice of becoming powerful and never give that away to other people. 
I love that answer. Um, thank you so much for being on and for sharing all of your wisdom and intuition. And I hope that something that you shared with today resonates with someone out there um, and is what they needed to hear. So you can find her on Instagram at angels underscore and underscore amethyst. Uh, it's Taylor Page. And uh, yeah, I would, you can reach, people can reach out to you for angel readings and for birth chart readings. Yeah. Yeah. So my website, angelsandamethyst.com and and is spelled out um, is my website. I am on a pretty substantial wait list at the moment, but I do offer a monthly thing called Earth Angel Club, which does give you priority scheduling to me. There's limited seats in it, but that does get you ahead on the wait list. Um, and then I also have my love life workshop coming out in September that launches on September 10th. And if you're hearing this before September 1st, code presale gets you $33 off. There you go. All right. We love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys, that is a wrap. Uh, Taylor Page is such a gifted human being, and I'm so glad that we got a chance to hear from her today and have this, this important conversation. Um, I mentioned at the top of the episode that this is maybe a little bit out there for some people, but I also mentioned that I think that these episodes, they find you if there's something here for you, something that you're meant to learn, something that you're meant to gain, something, you know, maybe you only took one tiny tidbit away from the entirety of this episode, but that tidbit, it was there and it was waiting for you. Um, and so I feel like I am going to out loud, as Taylor says, um, you know, welcome my angels in to guide me and uh, see how that kind of makes a shift or a change in my life because I am someone who's always open to ushering in, you know, just feeling more connected to self always. And that's what this whole podcast is about, feeling more connected to self. And so it means we're going to talk about a lot of different things and we're going to talk about a lot of different ways to feel connected to self, ultimately finding and connecting to your very best self. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at very best self. Follow me on Instagram at Victoria Brown. Give Taylor a follow and... That's a wrap. We'll see you guys next week.